As Michael asked me to be on his podcast to discuss my love for Sex in the City, I couldn't help but wonder, am I a super fan or simply obsessed? Choose your player. Hi, my name is David, and I've been obsessed with Sex in the City since I was 28 years old. The one word that sums up my obsession is absolutely. Cosmopolitans for the for the folks for the folks at home because they can't see us. This isn't uh, television. I was expecting hair and makeup, and <laughs> I could put you in hair and makeup. <laughs> <laughs> it's strong, right? I know. I know. I'm gonna have diarrhea later. For <laughs> it's gonna be pink. Show so <laughs> this hottie running. Ooh, where? Matthew. Oh my God. Oh, he's real hot. I can't see. Oh, well. You can stand up. Nah, I would knock this over, and then I would knock over my Cosmo. And Well, that's a perfect intro. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Your Nerdy Obsession, the show where we dive into people's nerdy obsessions. I'm Michael Owen, Hockenbach, as always. Uh, and today, we have two people with me, but one is very special. The other one is just... You know, Matt, my boyfriend. So he's here. Matt, why don't you say hi to everyone? Hello. There you go. And <laughs> for everyone, <laughs> the guest on today's episode is a dear friend of mine, David. Hello, David. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so excited to do this. Oh, I am. I immediately thought of you and this topic. Um, David and I used to be co-workers, and he would talk to me about this because it started with a uh, podcast that you wanted me to listen to. Yes. And we'll get into that later. But David, why don't you just tell, say hello to all my listeners. Tell them what you are. Oh, wow. That's... <laughs> What are you? <laughs> you know, I'm still figuring that out. <laughs> uh, so, oh God, I don't know how to describe myself in that way. What, what am I? Um, I am a man, a cisgendered man, <laughs> who happens to love Sex in the City, um, which is why I'm on this, on this podcast. Um, I've been a big fan of the show since I was probably like 28 years old. Um, and He's now 50, ladies and gentlemen. I am now... <laughs> 50 years old. Incredible skin. I, yeah, great skin. Um. I love that. Well, other than the Sex and the City, which we'll get into, yeah, yeah. you're a runner, you're I'm a, a uh, charity activist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, my, the, He's a charity? Yeah. Well, no, 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 because I'm, I'm not a charity case. I mean, maybe... For just 10 cents a day. Yeah, for just 10 cents a day. You can sponsor. David. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I cost him more than 10 cents. <laughs> I'm like a quarter. I'm at least a quarter. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm a 11-time um, marathoner, um, and I will run my 12th and 13th marathon. For the last 
four years, I have been running marathons um, and raising money benefiting the AIDS Foundation of Chicago. Important organization um, that does a lot more than just HIV research and HIV funding. They do a lot of advocacy for mental health, homelessness, um, trans rights, trans health, um, lots of great things that are important to the LGBTQ plus community. So very important. Um, but yeah, I, I am also a dog dad. Um, I have my, my Missy girl. She's like three and a half years old or so. She is currently just napping. Um, she'll be napping until about 530. Yeah, just like your two dogs. Um, and she's not as big of a fan of Sex in the City as I am. She's more of a Steve. She's kind of a Steve. Yeah, she's like un unconditional love. You know, she'll follow me around always. Yeah, very, she'll very... She'll cheat on you, but feel bad about it after. 100%. Yeah. Once I step into the room, like, she's she's once again a daddy's Beautiful. girl. Well, and as everyone has learned, and we'll take a photo of this, but your shirt is screaming it as well. Yeah, your so obsession is... Sex of the City. Yeah, so so because we're not on TV. I thought this was a TV show. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> For the viewers at home. <laughs> For the viewers at home, I'm wearing a shirt that has uh, listeners. I should say. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm wearing a shirt that has all of the um, the four women from Sex in the City, and it's like kind of cartoon character caricatures of them, but they are all wearing their iconic outfits. So we have Charlotte in a like Oscar de la Renta floral, cute floral dress. We have Samantha in a very sexy low cut red dress. Carrie in the iconic tutu from the opening credits. And then we have Miranda in a very sensible little black dress as well. So are the are the uh, other ones, because I know the tutu is like they're seen, do the other ones have scenes in the show? That they don't know. No, they don't necessarily have scenes in the show, but like it's, it's very in line with their with their fashion sense like I feel like I, I mean I, I guess I don't even know like the, the designers that Charlotte wears but in the reboot there's like a full-blown conversation about Oscar de la Renta between Charlotte and um oh god I'm Lisa Todd Wexley the her like mom crush oh yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah. like she walks into the restaurant and has like an Oscar de la Renta like garment bag and it's like that woman's beautiful stunning god stunning beautiful. but kind of boring like oh, they didn't yeah. like they didn't really write her like a very complex. Well, why character. don't we talk to? Let's start at the beginning. Okay. Sex in the City. When did it come to you? Why is it your <laughs> what obsession? <is> sex. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, when two people, when two or more people love each other very much. Two or more people. <laughs> they don't gotta love each other. <laughs> they don't even know each other's names in my experience that's, that's possible um, so sex I came to Sex in the City probably it was it would probably been in like 2005 2006 and I remember my sisters my oldest sisters had um, the DVDs and so they would occasionally like show me I would occasionally like watch an episode with them here and there and um, but I, I was so young I was like I was in high school um, you know, so it, it was very much over my head um, in that. And then <laughs> I didn't really watch it until uh, after college when I actually when I came out of the closet, I, I had like a kind of a, like queer gay education that I gave myself where I was like, OK, there are certain things in pop culture that I need to watch. And cage, Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> yeah. Was like, like so Brokeback Mountain was on, was on that list. Um, For me, mine was Memoirs of a Geisha. That was also on that list. What? what is gay? What, what is gay about Memoirs of a Geisha? Other than Geisha could be spelled G-A-Y-S-H-A. <laughs> We're going to have to explore that later. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, this is about you. This is about me. Vacation <laughs> 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 was my gay awakening. <laughs> but also on the list was Queer as Folk, which to this day I will stand by this statement. 
is a fucking terrible show. Oh, I agree 100%. The fact, let's just talk one second about how is no one in uproar about the fact that Brian is fucking a 17-year-old? Like, can we just... Not great. Not great. Really not, not great. great. Wasn't great then. Still not great now. <laughs> worse now. <laughs> We're even worse now. Perpetuated um, the narrative then. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, those people who can't, like, differentiate between pedophilia and and homosexuality, yeah, did not help us at all. Um, But the other portion was Sex in the City, which I, so I was probably 23 years old. Yeah, I was was 23, 24 years old when I watched it for the first time, and I was was living in Kansas City, so Kansas City, Missouri. So it was my first time in, like, you know, scare quote, like, bigger city, and but first time being, like, single, out, and and able to kind of live my life. And I was like, okay, this is a show that everyone's saying that I should watch, so I'll I'll watch it and and just kind of, like, move on with it. And I liked it. I thought it was fine, but I think I was I think I was still too young to like actually appreciate the show. When you say appreciate, do you mean more like connect with? Connect. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because the thing the thing about Sex in the City, I think it's I think most women will connect with the show automatically because it's about four women and there's like you know the archetypal characters and then like Carrie who is you know, kind of a mix of all of them. So everyone will be able to find a character that they identify with. I think I think all women, uh, or most women, um, and then like I would say probably gay men of a certain age or certain experience level yeah. <clears throat> would be able to appreciate it. So when I first watched it, I had only been out for about a year. So in terms of like my dating experiences, it was very limited. Um, so it wasn't, I didn't, I, there were a lot of things I couldn't necessarily relate to. You're like, what's anal sex? Wait, what? You were like, what's anal sex? Anal sex? <laughs> it, oh, see, anal, this is this is what it sounds sex. like when you make a joke and no anal. one laughs at oh, it. Oh, that's what you feel like every day? Yeah. <laughs> anal sex. He was saying anal, anal, anal sex. sex. <laughs> <laughs> I've, never, I've never done that. Uh, <laughs> well, I was going to say, you said your dating experience was limited. So a lot of this show, yes, it is called Sex in the City, but it does dive into more like dating and the relationship aspect. So did you date women before you came out? Like, was there anything that you could connect in that? Um, not really. No, I mean, like, I, I like casually dated, but I mean, it was such a like, I was gay. Like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't have, um, I didn't have a lot of experience to draw on, or at that time in my life and watching the show. So it was one of those like, I watched it. I was like, it's fine, it's whatever, and then kind of just like moved on with my life. So fast forward a couple of years, I moved to Chicago and am single, living in the city, and and having a good time. And I just decided to watch it. I can't, and I can't honestly can't remember what encouraged me, like, and what prompted me to to even watch it. But then I, at that point, you know, I'd been living here for like a year, and I'd been, um, so I had an experience of being single in a big city, going on dates that were just a complete disaster. And and um, but that at that point too, you know, like I've I've been dating for like five years, and and um, have more experiences to draw from, and you know, more friends to. Um, kind of correlate different things to at that point like I had friendships where it's like I am very similar to like Carrie and Miranda like our dynamic is like that I think the more I watched it the more I was able to relate to and there, the thing about the show too is there, there's so many different layers to it and so many different things that happen that you're like I know like that's like something will happen to you and you'll be like oh my god that reminds me of this scene in Sex in the City when insert whatever scene here um, so there's there's a lot there's like a timeless relatability to so much of the show that even though, you know, the show's now like premiered in 1998. So like, that's what, like 24 years ago. Yeah. Fast math. Anyone? I, 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 I don't, don't know. know. But like, 
it's over old, twenty, over the, two decades. Yeah, yeah right. the, the, the show is old enough to drink. She could be having a Cosmo with us right now. Um, so yeah, so like, and it just kind of evolved into like this is just a show that if I want something entertaining to watch or have on in the background that I just have on. I think that's the same type of uh, connection story that I've had with Sex and the City, right? I watched the whole series, the original series as well, um, but didn't really get anything until I rewatched it after living in the city because I'm like, oh, like the hustle and bustle, just that feeling is different when you've experienced it yeah. versus what you think it is, right? Because mm -hmm. it is a very realistic show, right? I think yeah. I think the show that what it really does nail down is that it, 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 it provides a look into real life and it can connect to any gender or orientation, anything like that. Yeah, right? in a lot of ways, definitely. If you can, for people who don't know the show, can you give us a debrief of the four main characters? Yes. Um, <laughs> just kind of their character archetype. You know, you smiled when I said that. I don't need to tell you what to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll start with Miranda, Charlotte, and Samantha, because they're the like archetypal characters. And in my opinion, and like, I, I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts about Sex and the City and read a lot of shit about Sex and City because I'm a loser and I have nothing better no, to do with my time. it's your obsession. It's my obsession. No it down is my, talk. No <laughs> down talking. <laughs> it's my nerdy obsession with Michael Achenbach. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you'll, you'll edit all of that out because it's terrible. Um, but the, the um, so the characters, I'll start with like Miranda. So Miranda is the, um, like the brain. Uh, like she's like the brain archetype. They've been referred to as like three different Greek goddesses, which I can't remember. But whoever is like the smart and like Athena? goddess is Athena, probably oh, the one with the owl, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not. Anyways, a, we don't have to worry about. We that. don't have to worry she's about. The that. I've always related them to tarot cards, the four queens. Oh, oh. yeah. So, so Miranda is is very much the brains behind the group. So she approaches everything very pragmatically, and she looks wants to get all sides of the of of the conversation. Every she wants to analyze everything. And, you know, and it also helps, like, she is a lawyer. She is very much a career woman. And, like, and the way they introduce her in the series, too, is she's kind of, like, she's kind of bitter. You know, yeah. like, she's I jaded think, and, she's like. She's like a stereotypical career woman fighting for herself. 100%. Like and they started her out, like, really hard. You very know, like, rigid, she was yeah. very rigid. She was, like, very, like, butched up, basically. Yes. Like, I mean, she had, like, this very, like, butch, short haircut. Harsh Power haircut. suits. <laughs> yeah, not cute. Like, she, you, like, obviously, like, as budgets increased, so did their, <laughs> all of all of the women's costumes and looks got significantly better. But anyway, so, so Miranda is, like, the brains um, behind everything. Charlotte is the heart. And Charlotte is the eternal optimist. She's the hopeless romantic. She's the one that's always kind of like looking on the bright side of things and trying to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Because at the end of the day, like the thing that she believes the most in is love. And then there is Samantha, who is the loins. And she's the loins. The loins. <laughs> and so, you know, Samantha, like when, when people talk about Samantha, they always talk about her sex life. You know, they always talk about how sexually active she is and sexually open and and I mean she's honestly like a just a totally sexually liberated woman and so but she kind of starts out the series and, and it's honestly like the writing I mean they make her very one-sided and, and they kind of start out the series too that way where like each like Miranda Charlotte and Samantha are all very like one note characters mm -hmm. and then because it started out where Carrie Bradshaw or SJP was was the main character of the show the show centered around her 
and it really centered around her for like the first two seasons. Yeah. And if you, so, if you rewatch that first season, it's it's like a totally different show. Totally different show. Like that talking to the camera. And love like, it. It's so I kind weird. of love. Like most people hate it. I kind of love it. Like moments are are cringy, but I kind of like when they cut to like random people on the street talking about their dating oh, experiences. I, yeah, like when when Carrie herself breaks the fourth wall, like it's not great. But like when they have like random people like sharing dating experiences, I think that's pretty great. But it's it's also like the first season is more or less the book in a, in a lot of ways. But anyway, we're getting off off topic. So those three, the three women are all designed to help Carrie, who is like a combination of all three. So yeah, she, and so going they, more into what you mean by combination of all three. Well, so, like she isn't. I would say at the beginning of the series, she is the only like multi-dimensional character. She's a career. She is a career woman, but she also has an active dating life. She has a great social life. You know, and, and she's kind of more inquisitive around things. She doesn't have, like, such strong opinions on everything. She's she's a journalist, you know, so she's trying to get the, the, the full scoop on everything. So that's kind of where you're able to get all three different aspects uh, or all different opinions from her friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's kind of how... She, that's how Carrie starts out. What we were kind of talking about too with these characters and the growth that has happened. This is kind of a kind of a twofold question. So, talk a little bit. Like, so we've talked about how they started this very two. It's this three of them two dimensional. Then you had Carrie, who was the stereotypical Ferris Bueller, for lack of a better term, which is kind of funny. Well, like she was the hero of the story, but if you watch Ferris Bueller, like. He's just going out being Ferris Bueller, and his friends are attracted to him. No, mm-hmm. okay, that's what I think. Um, I don't know. I I don't. I, 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 I don't agree with that. Okay. No, they because they they all have like very unique friendships with one another. They have yeah. a great dynamic together, but there are like there are scenes where it is Samantha and Charlotte, and it's you know Carrie and Miranda, or Miranda and Samantha, or Miranda and Charlotte. Uh, I mean, like one of my favorite scenes in the entire series is between. Miranda and Charlotte. Which scene? The scene. It, it's the scene where um, Miranda gets pregnant. So she was planning on getting an abortion, and which it was like incredibly offensive to Charlotte because she's like, "I'm you're pregnant. I'm trying to get pregnant, and you're going to terminate your pregnancy." And like, this is just not fair, you know. <laughs> so they bump into each other right after Charlotte finds out that she's not going to be able to get pregnant, and they're on the street. She sees Miranda walking towards her, and then she like turns away. And starts walking the other direction. And Miranda's like, what the hell, Charlotte? Like, I'm like, I saw you. I saw you see me. I see you right now. And so then they, they have this exchange. Basically, Charlotte's like, you know, I, I, I can't get pregnant. Like, I can't do it. And like, you know, and she's having like a meltdown on the street in this like incredibly emotional moment. And Miranda's just like, oh, my God, you know, like, I feel so terrible because like I, I got pregnant and I don't want to be pregnant. And like my one of my best friends is struggling with this. Like, yeah, this is so hard. And and. You know, Charlotte's like, you know, can I, can I go now? Miranda's like, yes. You know, she's like, do you want me to walk? Like, do you want me to walk with you? And she's like, no, I, I want to just be alone. And Miranda says, you know, that that's fine, but I'm just going to walk like six feet behind you just in case you change your mind. And, you know, and the, like the next shot, is, like the, the shot is basically like them walking together and Carrie's narrating, you know, like even though she never looked behind her, Charlotte always knew that Miranda was just six steps behind, you know? So like, the support of the friendships, like that's what is like such a beautiful thing um, in in the show, and and what why I, th- I think it's it's like honestly a timeless timeless show. Um, but the original question was, see, this is this is the problem with having me talk about things. It just in general is I will give I will go on these incredibly long tangents, 
And then we won't even know how we got here. Uh, that's my job. It's fine. Okay, okay. that's your job. I'm, I would be terrible at your job. Um, no, so the, the, the original point, is, it's, it's perfect, right? So you said one of your favorite scenes is not even between Carrie and someone else. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, But yeah. within the first couple seasons, it's kind of built that way, right? <laughs> so when you... Um, when is it or when do you start seeing the growth happen? Like when do you start seeing this change happen and then you start relating to like every single one of the characters, like, oh, all these stories now are coming at me that I connect with. Yeah, it, I would say, like, it's interesting. Once Carrie's storyline, I think, becomes, like, in in, in my opinion, when, when, when Carrie's storyline becomes, like, a storyline that I just don't like, like, mostly, like, when she gets back together with Aiden is, I, as I would say, is when the other women's characters really develop. Miranda and... Um, Miranda and, and Samantha and Charlotte all become much more multidimensional. Like they, I, I feel like the, the amount of camera time they have is, is increased and um, their storylines become much more complex and like the care, the supporting characters in their lives also start becoming more integral in, in the story and everyone is a little bit more connected to the point, you know, like where in the finale, like you kind of, it kind of like perfectly encapsulates and wraps up like, their overall journey throughout throughout what do you connect with so at the beginning of who did you connect with like within the first couple seasons versus that growth and what you just talked about with that finale and their full journey like was there did you find yourself being like oh i'm a carrie here but now i'm a miranda or you know what i mean like did you see that change or was it pretty similar throughout the whole time watching the show yeah um, okay, so I think the obvious answer. <laughs> so the, 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 the obvious answer, and, and then this is just because, like, you know, I, I enjoy talking about sex. Um, I, Samantha and I have a very similar approach to, to sex um, in that, like, it should be frequent and fun. Um, I, I don't identify her with her that much. Like, I think uh, throughout the whole series, I think she is a very kind of shallow character in, in, in terms uh, I take that back. I don't think she's a shallow character. She um, starts out that way. Like to, she starts out incredibly, yeah. shallow, incredibly shallow, incredibly yeah. shallow. But there are like inklings of like there is like more depth to her yeah. than but I give that to Kim Cattrall's performance versus the writing yeah. at the beginning. The yeah. writing for her got better, one hundred percent. And all of a sudden, you're just like, oh, she's the best fucking on this show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she like I mean, Samantha. She's also always an advocate for doing what's best for you. One hundred percent. And it's not always sex related. Yeah, like, she exactly. Was, she is, I think that's why I like Samantha so much. Cause, and what, I, what I've learned from the character is that, like, stick up for yourself and only do things if they're pleasurable for you. You don't owe it to anybody else to do something you don't want to do. Yeah. And that's very much my, how I live my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, she, and she and I, like, approach friendships in a lot of the same way where we are, like, ride, like ride or die type of people. Like, I mean, I will, I will defend my friends to the death in public even if they are wrong. You know, like, it's like, I will stand up for you and then we'll have a conversation in private about how, how <laughs> stupid you are, how much of a dumb bitch you're being. <laughs> so, so in a lot of ways, like I, I identify with Samantha and she's also like an incredibly loyal person. Her friendships are the most important thing to her. And, and that I would say that is very similar for me. Like my friends, I have, I've been very lucky to have incredible friends that I would do anything for. And, and I'm lucky they would do anything for me. It's, it's interesting because like I would also say like to my core, I'm more of a Charlotte where I like I always like have believed in love and I've always believed like I would eventually find it. And uh, and I've always been hopeful that I would I would find that love. Um, that Charlotte so desperately wants to have. But like Charlotte was also 
kind of. I mean, like, she was fucking on the side. Yeah. She, was, <laughs> she saw a lot of pole throughout yeah. that show. Because <laughs> like, yeah. she there were there was one episode where she like was like I'm getting I'm approaching this like it's a business. I will be married by the end of this year, and she's like I'm going on these dates, and she would like double up and like you know it was like. Kind of wild. That part of Charlotte I do not identify with. But, <laughs> uh, but, but like, I, I would say, like, in terms of my, like, my personality, I probably identify more with, with Charlotte. And in terms of, like, long-term goals, I, I would say I'm more of a Charlotte. But because of, like, I just tend to be more, like, sex positive than, than a lot of the, the average person, people just automatically assume that I'm a I mean, I think we all want to marry a lawyer and then get divorced without a prenup. And then... 100%. <laughs> Yeah, I would I would love a classic six on the Upper East Side yeah, in my divorce settlement. My so yeah, if you guys know <laughs> just kidding. Um the so we talked a little bit about it um with what you dislike about the show. Like there's little things here. Like yeah, we, yeah. we all love things that we also or we all hate things that we also love. What are some of the things throughout the season that you hated that the show kept doing or kept maybe driving to a point like they really did drive it drive Aiden as an option. So if you do not like him, like is that something or like Yeah. Um I didn't I liked the the storyline of Aiden the first time around it like to me that made sense when he came back I was just kind of like god this guy again like cuz he was just I don't know I didn't I didn't like him I like he yeah. he just seemed like kind of needy he tried to he tried to change her like I mean Carrie was like a very wild and like open and fun person I feel like he kind of muted her in a lot of ways um and tried to like tame her in in ways that she shouldn't have been tamed you know like and especially like the second time around like taking her out to the country like she wears manoa blonics to the gym like she's not going to <laughs> go successful to, yeah she's not like you're gonna, middle age yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly like she's not going to be mrs mcdonald on the farm i just didn't like him like and and i, and I didn't feel like they had great chemistry on screen either mm-hmm. to be fair i did not like mr big either i mean he is a the opposite of who I would like to end up with. Like he's he's like throughout the season anyway, he's a very cold soul kind of soulless. So it's interesting why you why you talk about how you didn't like Aiden. So like I they tried to put Carrie's character that is already established into a box that wasn't Carrie. Yeah. With this guy. And it's like, why why are you trying to do this? Right? Like yeah. do you think that they did that with the other characters? Like they tried that route with any of them? Um, I mean to an extent you could say that they did that with Charlotte. But Charlotte's arc is more along the lines of like she, you know, she want her goal is to like get married, have a family, and find true love. But she, in her mind, has an idea of, alongside that, it's going to look like this. It's going to look like an investment banker who is um, come, went to Yale and comes from like old money and is Richard something the the fourth and you know like some some like waspy bullshit like that Junior yeah <laughs> yeah like like some some type of like waspy shit like that. And, you know, and, and so she kind of has this like idea of my life is going to look like this and I'm going to do make it look like that at all costs. And so, you know, she had the perfect wedding with Trey. Yeah, that wedding was beautiful. The, it was a beautiful wedding, you know, I mean, and it was it was literally perfect. But the marriage was awful, you know, so she like finally got what she thought that she wanted and it was not at all what she wanted. You know, she realized like, wow, this thing that I've been going towards makes like doesn't make me happy. In fact, it makes me utter opposite of happy. Um, oh, shout out to Bunny McDougal. 
Bunny McDougal is one of the greatest characters. What a what a badass. <laughs> she's what a badass bitch. Incredible. <laughs> that's that's like a that she's a great smoking in her pink Chanel suit. Like, <laughs> oh. So good. So good. <laughs> <laughs> but to finish but to finish Charlotte's Charlotte's story arc, like, you know, the after um after Trey, after her divorce from Trey. You know, she she's getting a divorce lawyer and she's talking to this guy and she's like, Trey promised me this this Upper East Side apartment. I am getting this Upper East Side and apartment. And a million dollars, right? That was her prenup. And a million. Like, yeah. With a million. Yes. One hundred and, and a million dollars. And she's like, I'm going to get this. Like and Bunny was, you know, like 100 percent like you're not going to get this. And that's when like Harry walks in, who is like short and bald and hairy, like literally hairy <laughs> every, everywhere but his head. And, you know, and, and he's like rough around the edges, but there's like this weird charm to him where you're kind of like, yeah, he could yeah, get it. He's so cute. I he love is him. so cute. I love Harry. <laughs> and, and like, you know, and then and then he she's like, is he available to be my lawyer? And so he becomes her divorce. That's she's like, she had like a hot lawyer. She had a super right. hot lawyer. Um, and, and then she's like, I need Harry because he's like just as ruthless, but like, I'm I don't want to fuck him. Um, and then turns out like she you wants know, to fuck him. She wants to fuck him. <laughs> yeah. Cut to they bang and she's like, wow, that was the best sex of my life totally like in line with like she's like I'm, I'm falling in love with this man you know and so you see the turn where she's like appearances are not everything they need to be it's like I ha- I've, I've met a man who makes me so happy and makes me feel so loved and cared for um, that like I don't care what everybody else what everybody else thinks um, you know, and so she en- and they end up getting married and like, it was like a total Murphy's law situation. Like everything went wrong. Like she spilled wine on her dress. They couldn't, that um, dress was beautiful though. Oh, that, that was a beautiful dress. Wedding dress. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I will never forget that wedding dress. Yeah. It was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, you know, Carrie is there and she's like, but she's like, you already had the perfect wedding and it was not the perfect marriage. Like <laughs> wipe yourself off and like, let's go like live our lives, you know? And you, and they end up having like a relationship that's like totally like goals, you know, yeah. they, like they, they're, they're like successful. They love each other. They're so sweet to each other. They're like, they, 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 they communicate. <laughs> they got the apartment. Most importantly, they got Bunny McDougal's apartment. But you know, I mean like their marriage is a marriage based on love. And that's ultimately what what Charlotte Charlotte doesn't. Charlotte ever has besides Trey and Harry, she never has like a long term boyfriend. No, no, it's it's like it's mostly like yeah, like kind of single um, single episode man. So for people who don't know, let's run down the boyfriends. Samantha, we don't need to talk about because her relationships range from one episode to half. (laughs) No, she has she has like two two significant. Actually, no, th- three. There's James with a small penis in season one. I miss James. I miss James. <laughs> I know. Like, and I realized, I was like, that was like the finale of season two. And I was like, I wonder if they wrote that to see, like, should we bring James back? And see, like, just see how the, the like audience reacts to it. But then she has Richard, um, Richard Wright, the hotel oh, magnet. that's right. Um, who, yeah. So she, and she starts out as like, does PR for all of his hotels. And then they start dating and. Um, and that kind of turns like sh- um, her into someone that she is not at all. She becomes incredibly jealous, and you know, there's the whole storyline of him cheating on her, and, and then she ends up ends up you know coming back to him and and giving him a second chance. Like, and this and this is also where um, like Samantha is like truly her. You know, she's like she's like Richard, I love you, but I love me more. And she also says that in um, in the first movie when yeah. she's when she's breaking up with Smith, who is her third. Um, boyfriend in in the series, so you know, like she meets him. He's that waiter at Raw, which is this like 
vegan restaurant that everything tastes like Play-Doh, apparently, but, like, every woman in the city is obsessed with it because they want, because yeah, of him. hot, too. And like, very sweet. Like, and he, he ultimately, like, when we go back to, like, characters, like, story arcs, like, you know, Samantha was very much a, like, I'm a career woman, I love my friends, men are, are strictly for sex, and sex only, you know, like, and, and that's it. And that's my life. And then she meets Jerry Jared, who eventually becomes Smith Jared. Um, <laughs> yeah. Jerry Jared. She's like, no wonder you drank. <laughs> but, she, but, but anyway, but he, like, ultimately teaches her that, like, you can have love. I mean, like, at one point she says something to the effect of I'd rather have um, great lovers than than great love or I'd, ra- yeah, I'd rather yeah. have great something to the effect, I'd rather have great sex than great love yeah, yeah. Um, where like Smith Jared ultimately teaches her you know you can have great sex and a great love yeah. so like her her story arc from the series is evolving from this very one note I exist sex, like sex. Yeah, like men are for sex and nothing else um, to like you know men can be a valuable part of my life and and actually like with the right man, mm-hmm. enrich my life. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So her story arc is it's it's very much one of kind of like softening and and becoming much more multidimensional yeah. in, in her character too. Uh, the show um, with how much you love it, right? It, 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 it you watch it like you said, you put it on the background. It's always constantly something that you're. Do you sorry? Do you do you still watch it now? Like do you still put it on? Yeah, the yeah, constantly. So what do you? Is there anything that you do now that is? more obsessive or is it less obsessive than when it first happened um, and a, a good friend of mine is watching it for the first time and he loves to play this game where he'll take a photo <laughs> of of like just a random still from the from the show and be like guess what episode I'm on and I have been right every that's time <laughs> but that's but that's like true like a true testament to like how well thought out this show is where like every every visual in it is is calculated and thought about and like i mean it's it's one of those shows that you can watch it over and over and over again and notice new things every single time it is such a feast like not to be a stereotype but like it is such a gay man's feast 100% you have a show about four beautiful women that are wearing fabulous clothes sleeping with hot, hot men ass men and it's like witty banter back yep. and forth yep. of yep. like yep. yeah it's also like, open discussion about sex which a very show open never is yeah, on yeah, there yeah. like it's very open I discussion like a closeted yeah. fashion gay I just like mm-hmm. I could watch it on mute and just like be like yeah. oh my god that dress oh my god those shoes oh my god that purse oh my god mm-hmm. that like I just like I fucking Love that. Do you do you follow that every episode of Sex? Every every one hundred percent. I do. Like I fucking <laughs> eat those posts up. Oh those women God. are amazing. They're if so they, good. if they, I, my dream in life would be to like meet them and just have a conversation about They're Sex right. in the City with them because they are so smart and funny. What is and this? Like, what are you talking about? It's this Instagram called Every Outfit on Sex in the City. And it got started, they would just, like, post a still of, like, a character in an outfit and be like, this suit is a Vivian Westwood 2001 fall resort collection, and, like, talk about it, but has since evolved in this, like, they, they wrote a book, they have a podcast, and, like, they talk about how problematic the show is now, but also while also recognizing, like, how, like, groundbreaking it was and how, like, you know, for someone who is into fashion and culture and things, like, how, like, just amazing it is to, like, exist and in, 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 in exist in that kind of realm and you know they, they very much acknowledge what the show has brought to the cultural table but also like 
what it failed to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just a great a great uh, account, and yeah. they're they're great people to follow. I would say that's like the best if you want to get like Sex in the City fandom. That is probably the best account on Instagram. There's another one that is amazing, and it's just Dan Clay. <laughs> is his name <laughs> Dan Clay? <laughs> you need to follow him. But his his drag persona is Carrie Dragshaw. I guess he got started at, like, he dressed up as Carrie Bradshaw. He wore, like, the iconic tutu outfit to a, a Halloween um, party, and that was the birth of Carrie Dragshaw. But what he does is he recreates iconic scenes um, from the show, like, iconic outfits of Carrie, um, and, but then will write these just, like, brilliantly positive and uplifting captions in the style of Carrie Bradshaw's narration. Um, and it, it's it's... I would say those two, if you're like interested in, in Sex in the City Instagram accounts, those are the best ones. Like I like absolutely live for those posts. Well, this is good, transition's great. So how do you nerd out? Like what is it? Yeah. How do you get that information? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, definitely definitely those Instagram accounts. Um, as, as far as like other things I nerd out, like podcasts I've listened to. So a really good one is um, called Origins with, um, I think it's Andrew James Miller, I think is the, the host of it. But he ends up interviewing um, three of the three of the four women. So he gets interviews with SJP, um, Cynthia Nixon, um, Kristen Davis, but also like Pat Field, the costume designer. Being someone who has consumed so much Sex in the City content, I really enjoy like that background information of more like the behind the scenes type of type of look. Um, <clears throat> but in terms of like anyone that's watching it for the first time, would be like watch an episode of the show and then listen to a podcast called the Bradshaw boys. Um, they, it is three straight men who live in Brooklyn watching sex in the city for the first time ever. Mostly is what they say. Um, another podcast that I find incredibly enjoy enjoyable is one that's called saving sex in the city three, um, which I, and I forget, I forget the name of the woman that, that hosts it, but she's also really funny. Um, and she is basically like, you know, I want, um, she's like, I was so heartbroken that this, um, that the third movie wasn't made. And so she's like, I've decided to take matters into my own hand and I'm going to bring on these random guests and we're going to like workshop just, um, like a story arc for the third movie. And she's like, because the, because the second movie was so outlandish, like nothing is off the table. So like alien invasions or this, this uh, is the podcast or, that David told me when we first started. And talking. It's this is the original fucking hysterical. It's good. Like there's it's good. yeah. Cause like, but, but they, she actually ends up getting like pretty great guests like Betty who her, her episode is actually like, that's when you told me to listen. I was like, that, you have to listen <laughs> yeah, to that one. That but I think she also gets Dan Levy to be on the show oh too. God. Like Dan Levy, like does, does an episode. Yeah. So, so that's like a, really a really fun one too but in, in terms of like money spent on sex in the city stuff so like i i have the shirt that i'm currently wearing i i have bought the original book um, by Candace Bushnell. yes yeah and, yeah, and, I, and i've read it and i've read it um and it is very 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 different from the series except for like so much of the first season is literal direct quotes from the book i've bought several things from the every outfit on sex in the city um like instagram store so one of them is the so the the women of every outfit wrote a book that is genius and is called We Should All Be Mirandas. They are obsessed with Miranda. And that's and, and honestly, like when you watch the show now, the character that everyone that ages the best in terms of like watching it from from then. And if you were to take the exact show and put it on TV today, every girl would say, I want to be a Miranda because she is she's is beautiful. She's put together. She's she is 
like incredibly she's smart. smart. She's driven. She, she fights she's driven. for herself. She fights for herself. But she like she literally is the person that ends up having it all. Like she has a career. She has a great marriage. She has a kid. Like a beautiful townhouse in Brooklyn. You know, and and she's got great friends. Like I mean, she literally has it all. Like she is, she is ultimately like in the series, which makes like, the reboot, goals, so which makes the reboot like so, like because it's just like yeah. Not to mention the fact that Cynthia Nixon is herself an incredibly talented actress. Oh my god, she she has so many Emmys and Tonys, and like she's so incredibly talented. That's the thing. Like every time I watch this show, I'm like, she is so. Good. Like, it is unbelievable how good of an actress she is. Anyway, so um, in the Every Outfit on Sex in the City store, it are these little magnets that are post-it notes. And so, as you know, there is an iconic scene where Carrie gets back together with this guy who is garbage, garbage. And he breaks up with her on a post-it note. And it says, I'm sorry, I can't. Don't hate me. And so they have magnets that are in a yellow post-it note size and the exact same font that says, I'm sorry, I can't, don't hate me. I bought them, obviously. Um, and then I, I like, I bought like, they come in like three packs, so I bought a couple of them and then I would like give them as just like random gifts to other friends that love sex and in the city. Here today. Couldn't help but <laughs> as David talked about his, uh, <laughs> his, his, his gifts, I couldn't help but wonder, why didn't he bring us gifts? But um, I'm trying to think of other things that... I mean, I go to New York a lot, too. Um, Have you done, like, a tour, like a, like a bus tour? No, I, I don't even know if those really even ex exist anymore. I'm, I'm sure they do, I, but I just haven't necessarily, uh, like, searched for it. But, like, the... Anyway, but, like... Every time I go to New York City, I will often have some type of Sex in the City landmark journey, whatever. So usually I will go to, like, Carrie's apartment. So, like, you know, going back. <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I ran the um, New York City Marathon in 2021. Um, I decided. incredible. Thank you. So on, on Monday after, the mar after the, a marathon, we, there's, like, hashtag Metal Monday. And so I decided to do my hashtag Metal Monday with a picture of my medal in front of Carrie Bradshaw's apartment. And I forget I forget what the caption was, but it was something, you know, similar to... There we go. And just like that, it was hashtag Metal Monday. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And just like that, it was... Yeah, there we go. Thank you. So, the poor people who yeah. live in this apartment now. Oh, I know. I feel so bad for them. And they actually, it's like roped off, too, because they're like... And the sign says, people live here. Please be respectful. Some, something to that effect. People probably walk right up to the door. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's stuff that I, I identify with. I'm like, oh, this would be kind of a cool thing to experience. Like, I want to see where this was filmed and well, things I think along that those it, lines. It, it points to how you kind of connect with the show, too. Because, like you said, when you first watched it, it wasn't a super connection. You were like, oh, this is entertaining. This is cool. Mm -hmm. But now you have such a personal connection to it. So everything that you're attaching that you just told us is you doing something personal with it right like you went to that house by yourself to take that photo right like you so it's it's it just kind of like some like lame tourist company to like take you there like, you know, yeah, yeah. so like you're you're following this same storyline right like very similar to also how carrie kind of goes through the city <laughs> when um when you are uh dating someone or friendships like this like you for at least our friendship you casually mentioned sex in the city and then i was just like oh cool and then you just went out onto it how do you reveal this obsession with people um i okay i, I feel like it often comes up on like first dates because like you show up in a tutu and you're like <laughs> just, you know I, what's funny is there is actually um a photo of me like when i was a kid 
in a tu- wearing my mother's tutu. No, a lot of times, like you know, on on first dates, you know, you're kind of just talking about like, well, you know, what are your what's your favorite this, what's your favorite that, blah blah blah. Any TV shows that you watch, and, and I'll usually just say, you know, like Sex in the City is probably one of my favorite shows, and um, and then and that often launches into like another conversation about different things, of, of like why I love it so much. So it basically just be a variation of this podcast um but on a date has anyone ever argued with you about why you shouldn't like that show that, that was kind of my next question like yeah. like if they were adamantly like is there a level like could someone be like cool you enjoy that and it could still work or yeah i mean like i, I mean i act like, like i'm draw, not a heartless like, ass it's like <laughs> a, i'm not like drawing a line in the sand of like oh you're a perfect otherwise perfect human being that is 100% compatible with me, but you don't like sex in the city? Like, Sorry. But there is out, something like, to say about someone who just, like, immediately shuts it off. Yeah, and, right? I, and I feel like people who would, like, immediately shut something down, there are going to be other instances yeah. in, in life. There's there's going to be, uh, like, like if it's, like, if you have a problem with, like, me liking a show, and that's, like, a big deal for you, like, you're probably not somebody that I want to spend any more time with after tonight. Um... So yeah, it, 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 for dinner. <laughs> at 100%. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I, I would say it like usually comes up like pretty early on, like, especially if they're asking about it, but when like, does it come up with friends? Because that is something almost different. Like you don't, I think at least my experience with like getting to know friends, you don't have a immediate, what kind of shows you like. It's more about like, Oh, we're going to go spend time in this atmosphere. Like I know you're sure. huge in your like intramural sports and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. like we're going to go spend that. And so that's how we connect but it never gets brought up. Like, how does that come up? Yeah, that's a good question. So it's usually like, it'll be more organic of like some situation will happen and I'll be like, wait, do you watch Sex in the City? Or have you seen the show? And then, because the show, like in so many ways, like the situations that take place in are very relatable to a lot of people's everyday lives, especially if you're a single person. I'll be like, oh my God, you watch Sex in the City? Like, do you remember that episode when, and if they watch it, then they'll be like, oh my God, yes, you are so, like, that's 100% correct. Like, that's so fine. And then you'll, and then it'll start like a dialogue around, around Sex in the City. Was there any, any one story that you remember of like, there was a connection and you both like had a squealy girl moment is like what I call it. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like, you know, is there a story that has that? So, so the man I'm currently dating, like, also love sex in the city and he like he kind of like he can also quote a lot of the stuff a long time so it, so that's like a lot of that's a lot of fun for me that's cute. um yeah it, it is it's cute so well um so uh, then I have to pee really bad. Can I go? Pee? I do too. Well, hold on. <laughs> we have one more question. We have one more question. We move on to nerdy okay, knowledge, okay? And then oh we my can God. take a break before the nerdy knowledge. Oh, thank God. All right. So this... I'm going to piss myself here pretty soon. <laughs> so the last, the last question, David. Mm-hmm. So um, unfortunately, you died. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. Um, and when you died, because like just like that, I died. <laughs> well, that's the end of the first episode. Of just like that, she's like, and just like that. Big died. <laughs> it's just like, and I like literally screamed. <laughs> well, on that note, you died, David. <laughs> and did it? Was it on a Peloton? Yes, yes. <laughs> because we're so also thinking about sponsored Peloton. <laughs> I wish. Uh, but since we're so close, they... Peloton has no money. It's true. Have you seen the new ad with Chris Maloney naked, working out naked? Yes, I have. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, watch it on the pee break. We got one question. You yeah. pee, two people that gotta pee. <laughs> He could get Mr. it. Mr. Big. Any- <laughs> He's my dad's age. That's all I'm going to say. Because we're so close, they asked me to come into your apartment and go through all your personal belongings. <laughs> While I'm going through everything, I find a secret compartment with a box inside and a note. On this note, it says, whatever is in this box represents my obsession. 
what's in the box. So the thing about Sex and the City that I love the most is the friendships. Like, it, it is a story of four friends that really help each other become the people that they're meant to be. Um, so I would say it would be something like, that probably represents a lot of the friendships that I have that have helped me grow. I don't know what that would necessarily look like in, in the physical. The heads of your four best friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, may, I mean, maybe. It's, yeah, the, the, the heads, the pickled heads of, of my th- of my three best friends. Pro- probably something along those lines. Like, the show is, is, is about friendship and helping your friends grow and become who they're meant to be. But it's, I mean, but it's also a lot about love um, and, and finding love and, in, in multiple different forms because it looks, it looks different for each person, you know, I mean, they all have kind of, I mean, they're all very still heteronormative relationships, um, but they are all kind of different in a lot of ways. I would say it's probably something along those lines that would, because I think that's why I love it so much. You know, there are a lot of like friends that I have that I'm like, yeah, like that friend is, is totally like kind of a Charlotte, that friend's a Samantha, that friend's a Miranda, that friend's a Carrie, you know, but we all help each other just be better people live life and live life and get through like, get through the day, get through difficult times, get through the good times too. Cause, cause that's the other thing too. Like, you know, they're there, these women are there for each other in the bad times, but they're also there to celebrate the good times too. Um, so you, and you get to see all aspects of that in the show, which I think is really beautiful. Wow. Well, thank you for this discussion. But now we're going to take a break. But after the break, I want to test your knowledge. And we're going to do your nerdy knowledge. I'm so nervous. And we're back. And we're back. Are you ready? So th- this is actually the part that I'm most nervous for. So in, in I can't remember what podcast it is, but I think it is Saving Sex in the City. They, um, she talks with one of the guests about how there's like this Sex in the City trivia game that just like makes you question everything you've ever known about Sex in the City. So I'm worried it's going to be like that. Where I'm just like, I, don't I know nothing. Be. Forget the I last hour and a half of what we just talked about. I know nothing about this uh, show. Right. First question. Oh, you have 23 points possible. 23 points? 23 points possible. Random number. That's just what happens. And just like that. Well, wait, wasn't that Michael Jordan's number? Oh, it was, yeah. 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 See? See, we're in Chicago. With 166 nominations and 48 Emmy wins, the show only won Outstanding Comedy Series once in 2001. With an accumulative 13 nominations and two wins, how many Emmy nominations and wins did each of the main four women I get? already don't know the answer to this. <laughs> like, as soon as, soon as you started, I was like, Susie said, like, nominations, like, I have no fucking clue. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Do you know? Okay, well, so okay, I know all four women have won at least one Emmy. Incorrect. Really? Which one didn't? So two have not won an Emmy. One of them has not won an award for her role particularly. So Charlotte has never won a has never won an award. Kristen Davis never won an award for being Charlotte. I, I thought- the same thing. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for being Charlotte. Also, Samantha has never won an Emmy, but she has won Golden Globe. Yeah, a Golden Globe for being Samantha. <laughs> Got it. Um, uh, Carrie, SJP, and Cynthia Nixon have both won once for their roles. Okay. Nominations go. SJP was nominated five times. Um, Kristen Davis was nominated once. <laughs> Kim Cattrall was nominated five times. Cynthia Nixon was nominated twice. 
for the role. Which is crazy. Shocking. She's All right. Shocking. Such a talented actor. Well, all for one. Zero. <laughs> Zero. I told you. My, my, fear, my fears are coming true. <laughs> I know uh, nothing. Well, that was worth six points, and you got zero. Oh, okay. um, originally, the infamous tutu in the opening credit scene was supposed to be a blue business-like sheath dress. Costume designer Patricia Fields or Patricia Fields had uh, to convince Darren Starr, the creator, to use the tutu. How much did Patricia Fields pay for the opening credits tutu SG Pay War? It was like nothing because she found it in a thrift shop. Correct. Yeah. Just take, um, a, take a guess. 75 cents. Ooh, five dollars. Five dollars. I'm gonna give it to you though, because I'm Thank like you. nothing in a thrift yeah. shop. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like five dollars. That's actually ex- I feel like that's expensive for a thrift shop. Five bucks? Yeah. Five oh, bucks, yeah. especially yeah. in nineteen ninety eight. In ninety eight, one hundred percent that in today's inflation, that'd be like a hundred dollars. Uh, in the season one episode The Drought, an iconic noise is made, not by SJP, but a dolly grip in the crew. What sound did the dolly grip have to make? This has nothing to do with Sex in the City, so the fact that this is a trivia question is <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> It has to do with Sex in the City. How does it have to do with Sex in the City? The episode it, The Drought. Oh, the episode <laughs> The Drought. I thought you I thought you said it was a show. No. The Drought. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I've never even heard of this. Like, what is this? There's um, a sound that happens in the episode The Drought. What you'll you'll have to tell me what happens in the episode of The Drought. Do you no, know? Because that's the, the answer to the question. Yes. Can I can I Google what the drought episode is no, on Sex in the City? It will tell you. It will tell you. It'll tell me what it's the main it's the main plot. Oh, it's a fart. It's a fart. It's a fart. Yeah. It's got to be a fart. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be the fart. So that noise was actually made by one of the dolly grip operators on mm. set. So. Okay. Okay. That was two I get the, you got it. Oh, yeah. You got I got it. the point. Of course okay. you did. The points? Is it multiple points? That one was just one. Why is that one and the first one was six points? Because the first one had six possible answers. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this one has two answers. All right. Two Possible two points. <laughs> in the season six opener, To Market to Market, Carrie sees Aiden with a newly born child. Who is this baby actor? It's her son. It is her son. Do you know her son's name? I don't. Oh, that Timothy was going to be Chalamet. the second point. So you got one, <laughs> one point for her son. That's Timothy Chalamet. Oh my God, I wish. <laughs> James Wiki Broderick is his name. All right, this one is worth six plus. All right. Six plus. Yes, you have options to get more if you want. With a total of 96 sexual partners over six seasons, the breakdown for the women goes Carrie, 16 partners, Charlotte, 18 partners. Partners, Miranda, 21 partners, and Samantha, 41 partners. Can you order the six seasons? So from season one to season six, what season had the least amount to the most amount of sexual partners by all four women? Um, I'm going to go with season five had the lowest because it was super short because uh, Sarah Jessica was pregnant. Okay. I would... That right. Makes, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna let you name all what, you, what your list of yeah. six are first. Actually, so I'm. I hmm. actually I'm trying to think because season season six. I'm thinking it could be season six actually because Charlotte is married. Miranda gets back together with Stephen. I think the only other man that she sleeps with. Actually, I think she sleeps with two other men in season six because she sleeps with the guy who works for like the State Department or something like that. Who is a Fox. He is hot. Blair Underwood, the guy who like rec- who like smashes your TV in the lobby. That's um, Robert, Doctor Robert Leeds, oh, who's doctor. yeah, Doctor Robert Leeds, a doctor for the Knicks. Yeah, Miranda has the well, no, but she has she sleeps with him like right after Brady is born. So that might have been season five. 
I bet, okay, hmm, fuck. This, <laughs> see, this is what I was afraid of. <laughs> that is great. I like, and you're, you're, you're like, you're like spouting your knowledge. Like, I like, I like hearing this yeah, work through, so you're good. I want, oh, I want to say, I bet season six, because Samantha is with Smith the entire, like almost the entire season. I, she cheats on him with once with Richard Wright. So I think she only has like two sexual partners in the entire, like two of her, you said 41 total partners. Is this to defined by like penetration or like That dating? is a good question. So they did not have what it was defined by, but they did say sexual partners. And with this sexual partners, so we're assuming like a dick went somewhere. Yeah, yeah somewhere. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I don't, that's, no, because she dates Maria for a while, so not, not there was no well, dick in that situation. But I remember Maria has ten dicks, and she's like doing jazz hands while saying ten dicks. Um, okay, least most. I'm gonna say season six is the least. Season five is the second least. Season three is the third least. Season two is the second most. Season one is the most. Um, you forgot four. I don't know. Throw it somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do I'll do a exactly six to one downward because that's kind of what you got. So, okay. so you're saying six was the least and one was the most. Yeah. Okay. The breakdown goes. Did I get any of them right? No. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so so it goes. Season one had six sexual encounters. Carrie and Charlotte one, Miranda and Samantha two. Season five had eight. Wait, Carrie had one one sexual partner in all of season well, one. Well, okay, so okay, so she had one sexual partner in season one. So obviously, like Mr. Big was one of them. But like the first episode, she has sex. Well, I guess she just gets her like being flicked by um that one guy. What season is she like? I'm gonna have sex like a man. Isn't that was that, that was one? the pilot. That was the pilot. This data is obviously skewed. I don't think your data. I don't think this. I don't think this question's right. But I'm also probably wrong with my answer too. (laughs) Well, anyways, this is what they say. So season one. Who's they? This is. Oh man, I knew I should have found it. Who is they? It's in my Google's. It's like (laughs) CeeLo. CeeLo is the CeeLo Green. Great artist. We're going on. Should have gone to Grammy if they didn't. Season one, six people. Season five, eight. Season six, 15. Season three, 20. Season four, 21. Season two, 25. Is how it breaks down. Okay. I, I'm gonna I, trust I mean, you. I feel like 25, like season two, like they, they found their stride. Yeah. And like they were all individually dating, like trying to find their own different yeah. you know, outcomes. All right. Well, I'm going to give you three points because that question is up in the air. So you got 50%. 50%. Thank yeah. you. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. 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 So total, you were at 60, six points. Six, six points, points out of how points. many so far? I don't know. It has me questions. Points don't matter. Points matter. This matters. <laughs> I feel like th- I feel like this is the true test of like, am I obsessed? You know, am I obsessed or just a super fan? Well, it's out of twenty three total, so we're not done yet. All right, next question: uh, Of the women's sexual partners, which of the following was the most slept with occupation? Doctor, lawyer, artist. Banker or Well, writer. you could argue lawyer because Miranda was a lawyer. Ah. Mm. Bonus point for bonus that. Point bonus point for that point one. For that one. Um, <laughs> okay, so what are my options? Uh, what do I have? Lawyer, doctor, artist, writer, banker. Um, well, the only writer I think that... No, no, Carrie slept with two writers. Because there's burger, absolute burger. trash. I, I agree. I love you. Loved burger. No, no, I, lo- I like the guy who plays him because he's the um, guy from Office Space. I love yeah, him. he I could love get him. it. Yeah, yeah, he's so good. Um, but burger, no. And then the pre-ejaculate guy, and then whose yeah. mother, she Justin Thoreau. Right? 
Yeah, and Justin that Thoreau. Was Justin Thoreau. That was Justin Thoreau. And Justin Thoreau is in the show twice. He plays two different characters. Was that one of your? Not one of them. It's okay. one of them that I saw. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. it's so good. Um, yeah, he plays like some hot thirty under thirty guy, and Carrie calls Big to be like, "I'm at this hot thirty under thirty party or something." I would say, okay, so it's, it's I'm sorry, what is it? Doctor, <laughs> lawyer, doctor, lawyer, doctor, uh, artist, writer, banker, and what? And and like multiple times just counts yes. as one. Yeah, yeah, big. Big is a banker, right? Okay. Like that only yeah. counts as one one banker. Um, I would probably probably banker because I think Charlotte fucked a lot of like investment bankers. I bet that's like the mo the most. You're right. I am it's right. Banker. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> what the yeah. Fuck is an investment banker? What does an investment banker do? The stock market's not real. I mean, it's money. Look at look at look at the the stock market or not the stock market. Peloton stock crashed. After the premiere of And Just Like That, because Big died on a fucking Peloton. And their stock crashed. Are you kidding me? That is so stupid. Yeah, I agree. That's why it's not real. It's like, all right. The next section it has six sections to it. Jesus, why? Do what is these? Like, oh, do you realize I'm like three and a half Cosmos deep at this point, And you're asking me these like multiple yes. questions yes that's the whole point of the show all right so the whole point matthew has joined us here is we are going to play uh, oh he just joined us <laughs> just, <laughs> just, <laughs> i'm so glad to be here we're going to do uh spot the fake carry so oh i love this it's called find find the fake find yes. the fake um, but anyway uh, so for people for people who don't know the show carry does a voiceover in every episode for the most part and ends it with a no not for the most part Every episode. But, but yes, every episode she does a voiceover, but not all of them end with a carry question, is what I, I found. But wonder. Like something like that. Like there is a. There, the you know, only ones that actually don't, I think the only ones that don't have a question are like when she goes to Paris. Yeah. So, um, what I, what I have done, uh, with, with the help of Matt is I have looked through all of her isms, Carrie isms. I found some good ones and also have put a fake one in there. So I've gone through each season. I wrote the fake ones. I am so excited for these fake ones (laughs) because Matt will be doing line readings. Uh, each season has Carrie Bradshaw fantasy. Oh my god, I love it. Each season has four options. Okay. I want you to tell us after the end of Matt reading them what one is the fake. Okay. okay. So right. for season me, me, one. Me. Okay. Season one. I couldn't help but wonder. Are men in their 20s the new designer drug? She said that. I couldn't help but wonder. If I'm not baby crazy, does that make me crazy, baby? She did not say that. I couldn't help but wonder. Where's the line between the professional girlfriend and just plain professional? She did say that. I couldn't help but wonder. Are relationships the religion of the 90s? She also said that. Wow, bravo, See? you were correct. Bravo, you were Spot <laughs> fucking on, bitch. <laughs> the one that was fake was, if I'm not baby crazy, does that make me crazy, baby? I was really proud of that. That's pretty good. That is good. <laughs> All right. Season two. Season two. I couldn't help but wonder. Are all men freaks? She said that. I couldn't help but mon- wonder. We were all, in fact, just dating the same person over and over again. She did not say that. I couldn't help but wonder. Is it better to fake it to be... Wait, I'm sorry. I couldn't help but wonder. Is it better to fake it than to be alone? I couldn't help but wonder. When the going gets tough, do the tough go down on their girlfriends? Oh, wait. Actually, I, this one I'm kind of confused by. I, I'll, I'll give them again. If you need yeah, to. Same, yeah, same again. Meep, 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 I couldn't help but wonder, are all men free? She did. I know she, as a fact, she said, because we talked about that That's the one where she looks through the Yeah, she, that's the one where she chain smokes the guy's apartment <laughs> and looks through a shit. I'd be so mad if I was getting smoked in my house. 
I couldn't help but wonder, were we all in fact just dating the same person over and over again? I couldn't help but wonder, is it better to fake it than to be alone? I couldn't help but wonder, when the going gets tough, do the tough go down on their girlfriends? I don't think she said, do the tough go down on her girlfriends. I don't think she said that one. Final answer? Final answer? Final answer. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I don't remember her saying... So the other one... Do we know what episodes yeah, those yeah, were? Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah, we were all, in fact, just dating the person over and over again, that one? Yeah. That was the original one. You said, no, season two, episode 14. Do we know what happens in that episode? I just wrote down that. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Okay. okay, that's fine. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> season three. You're two for two on this, by the way. Yeah, nice. good job. I'm pretty good on this one. Yeah, I was like, are. anything that's going to be like directly from the show, you know, I was like, like I, I think I'm going to be, I think I got it. I couldn't help but wonder, if we can take the best of the other sex and make it our own, has the opposite sex become obsolete? She said that. I couldn't help but wonder, does the age gap really matter, or is it all just a leap of faith? Hmm. I couldn't help but wonder, are we simply romantically challenged or are we sluts? She said that. <laughs> I couldn't help but wonder, is sex ever safe? What was the second one? I couldn't help but wonder, does the age gap really matter or is it all just a leap of faith? I don't think she said that one. Final answer? What were the other options? Um, I couldn't help but wonder, if we take the best of the other sex and make it our own, has the opposite sex become obsolete? I'm like 99% sure she said that. I couldn't help but wonder, are we simply romantically challenged? I know, as a fact, she said that one. Yeah. I couldn't help but wonder, is sex ever safe? Mm. I think she said that. I feel like she said that. And the other one was, I couldn't help but wonder, does the age gap really matter, or is it all just a leap of faith? I think it's the age gap one. The second one's the final yeah, answer? Yeah, final answer. Correct. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It threw you off. That was a really good one. Yeah, that one threw me off, because there, there was that episode where... Um, Samantha dates the much, much older man. Four. Season four. four. Season four. <clears throat> I couldn't help but wonder, in matters of love, do actions really speak louder than words? She said that. I couldn't help but wonder, can you ever really forgive if you can't forget? She also said that. I couldn't help but wonder, with so many bisexual men, how many did I have to try before I could buy? She did not say that. I couldn't help but wonder, how much does a father figure figure? The third one. I can tell you about that, but that was a good try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not the best one I wrote. Not the best um, one. But it was good. It was good. It was good. I love watching. I tried to like think of different episodes. Yeah. And then like. Well, because that's yeah. what I'm like watching. Like when you're like for sure you're like you, she said that. I'm just like, you know exactly the storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Talking yeah, about. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, right. the Are We Sluts. That was when she realized, like, Aiden was, like, romancing her. She's like, why are we not, why haven't we fucked Okay, yet? season five. I couldn't help but wonder, if we know the house always wins, why gamble? She said that. I couldn't help but wonder, when it comes to life and love, why do we, why do we believe our worst reviews? I couldn't help but wonder, if a fashion faux pas occurs on the runway, how quickly do you wait to run away? I couldn't help but wonder, when it comes to financing and dating, why do we keep investing? Um, I, what was the second one? Second one was, I couldn't help but wonder when it comes to life and love, why do we believe our worst reviews? Third one. I couldn't help but wonder if a fashion faux pas occurs on the runway, how quickly do you wait to run away? Third one. She did not say the third one. 
Correct. You're good. You're yeah, good. You're good. You're five good. for five. Damn, I thought it would stump you. No, I gotta say that that one was one of my favorite. So, ones but like the, the fashion faux pas, I was like <laughs> the one that she falls down on the, the runway. Yeah, yes. like, and, and, and Willie Garson's or Stanford's like, oh my god, she's fashion roadkill. <laughs> I actually don't. I don't like that episode well, either. That's one episode. Part. That's one episode. I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't like that episode because it just feels very like forced to me like it, it, it feels like let's squeeze as many cameos into this iconic show as possible like you have you have um alan cumming you have margaret show you have um heidi klum, heidi right? klum. It's like let's do a fashion week episode i get 100 season six i couldn't help but wonder erectile dysfunction aside how hard could it be to rise above it all she did not say that at all don't, I you, don't even, you don't even need to go through the rest of it <laughs> Damn it! For three, for three. I like that one. <laughs> what did I tell you? I told you it wasn't good. I told you it wasn't good. This is so good. This is this has been my favorite part right, so far. Because so these, these were like deep dives. Were these were pretty deep cuts. Thanks. That's I say bravo to you for your research. I'm proud of my my questions. Yeah. I like them. I'm really sad that none of mine stumped you because I was really proud of them. Yeah. They, I like. I was like any any question that's going to be like what happened in the, in this episode. I was like I'm, I I think I'm going to be good. But anything that's like awards based or like behind the scenes, I'm like. I don't know. I don't. Can I ask? Can I ask? Well, uh, yeah, I will. But it also flows right into what we want to talk about, which is talk nerdy to me. One of these talking already to me is, is the top three, and I made it a top four because we got the four ladies. Uh, that was, I went through one option, was outfits. But the one I settled on is I want to know your top four partners for these women like who do you see them with is it who they end up with who they yeah date? yeah okay i would say i steve is the best man in the series steve is so hot. like surprise abs his abs are Which, there's I'm one not usually a fa- I, like, abs are like whatever for me but like that scene where he like lifts his shirt up and he's like i'm so bloated and you're like um i can literally play the xylophone on your stomach like <laughs> what the fuck yeah i know exactly what scene you're talking about um, yeah, Steve. Close second, I would say, is Harry. Um, because Harry is a total sweet... Harry is the type of person that, like, you know you can just grow old with him because he will love you unconditionally forever. He is dependable. He's reliable. He is so sweet. Like, Harry is Harry is hands down the best. Um, in terms of... I'm trying to think of the men that, um, that uh, Samantha dated. Which one of... I mean, Smith is very sweet. Smith is very sweet, but I didn't like Smith all that much. Um, so if I were to go based on like her hookups, the one that I probably liked the most was the I'm dating a guy with the funkiest tasting spunk. Like, because he's just hot. He's like so hot. He's so hot. Like, um, and then like you get to see him eat his own cum. <laughs> But I, but I love I love I love him because of the like conversation that it kind of like comes like comes out of it when they're like she's like they're at, they're like and one of the great things about the show is like the four women at the table like the talking like the, the banter brunch. between the, the yeah the, the diner talk when they're all like and it's it's just like cuts to it and it starts the scene starts I'm dating a guy with the funkiest tasting spunk and Sarah uh, Carrie's like can I cancel my rice pudding like yeah it's it's just like so like without missing a beat it's just, it's just so like that's so funny but in terms of like Carrie's Carrie doesn't really have any ideal partners though no depending but, on like what your taste in men is yeah but, like I mean big was still terrible i mean i like i'm glad she ended up with big i liked the like the justin throw guy but not not because i liked him like as the writer i loved the relationship with the mom for those that don't know the story like 
Justin Thoreau plays a short story writer that prematurely ejaculates. And my favorite line from that episode is when she's, you know, when Carrie's like, I, I can't do this anymore. And like the mom, like kind of chases her around. She's like, Carrie, 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 no, like come back. She's like, I know we've got issues. Like, don't even get me on the irony of the fact that he writes short stories. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's like the, I think I like him the most because of the mom. Like, I love the, the mom and the dynamic that Carrie and, and, and the mom have. Uh, the next question for Talk Nerdy to me is the Desert Island question for you. So the twist I got for this one um, for you is if you could choose a storyline um, of one of the main four characters, what is a storyline that you would like to mirror your own? Probably life? Charlotte's. Charlotte's. Yeah, what? I would say Charlotte's. Yeah, because like because ultimately like her story arc is is some more in line with what I want for my life. Like I want to I want to get married. I want to have a husband. I want to I want to fall in love. Um, I don't want children, but like I want that. Yeah. Life. I, I still want to have a job. Like I I don't I don't want to be a housewife. Um, that's my dream. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I, I think like as much as I think I would enjoy being a housewife, I think in about like a month I would be like bored out of my mind. Yeah. I would need some other sense of purpose. Um, the next question is a top event. So one a lot of events that happen in the show are breakups, right? So what is the be- best and worst breakup scene? And by that I mean like what is like, oh, I wish I broke up with someone this way as the best and like <laughs> I wish I never w- would be broken up by someone this way. <laughs> Well, I have my own version of the the, the post-it note, the post-it note breakup. Yes, <laughs> which Matt was there for. <laughs> which I I'm glad I can laugh about now because at the time it was devastating. It was horrifying. Um, that was like the post the getting broken up by a post-it note is probably the worst breakup in in the series because you, like the way they build up to it is yeah. like. It's like hopeful and like and it's cute because like Burger comes in with pink carnations and like, you know, there's talk in the episode earlier about how like carnations are filler flowers and they're trash. Like any man that brings carnations is total bullshit, which we kind of learn like any man that brings carnations like Burger does is total bullshit. He is absolute shit. But the way that um, the way that they like film that final scene where she literally just knocks the whole thing off off the off the coffee table and you see the water dripping and there's there's no music. There's no nothing. It's just like you hear the water dripping and then it ends. It's fucking amazing. And then I would argue that the next episode about her trying to like recover from it and going out and getting high and getting arrested. It's such yes, an episode. Me. But it's so indicative of like what your really good friends would help you do. Yeah. And like I just I fucking love that episode. It's yeah, so good. It is really good. Yes, yeah, so that that's probably the worst breakup in the show. I'm trying like the best breakup. So when you say like that's a great breakup like that is an, a mature way to handle a breakup or like no. that tells a great story. That tells a great story. Like, mm. uh, I mean, the post-it tells a great story. I agree. The post-it definitely yeah. tells a, super, is there a any great other, story. Is there any other breakup stories within the show that, like, really kind of mm. tell I would like that her breakup with the, with the Russians. Mm, I mean, <laughs> she's like, you know, despite seemingly getting everything that she thinks she wants, she finally realizes that what she really wants is love. And, like, it, despite the fancy hotels and the, in Paris and the great clothes and all of that, like, 
she realizes that that has nothing to do with what she actually wants. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, you could, I, like, I, I see your point, like, that's, that's a great breakup, because, like, in that breakup, she, like, really finds herself. And it's also, like, because um, there's, I think, earlier in the episode, like, she's talking to Miranda, and she's like, you know, I can't help wonder, well, I couldn't help but wonder, <laughs> um, you know, like, what it would be like to be here with Big, you know, mm-hmm. instead of, instead of with the Russian. You know, there's a, a, a lot of, a lot of history in kind of like which kind of plus Miranda and her patience because I, oh I know I I don't have that kind of patience yeah yeah which I don't think I talked about Miranda's story arc earlier but like her story arc is incredible you know how she starts out so hard headed and like black and white around like this is okay, that's not okay, to, like, really being able to, like, soften and find love in in so many different ways. Like, love in the sense of, like, un, like love to, towards a son, towards a, towards her son and towards a child, but also love towards her husband, toward, to Steve. For the next Talk Nerdy TV section, where should someone start if they want to get into Sex and the City? Do they start from the beginning? Do they 100%. start in the middle? 100%. Okay. You have to watch the beginning. Even though, like, we talked about earlier, like, the, the, the first two seasons have some cringy moments. You, They're getting their footing. They're feeling. Yeah, it. yeah, you have to get. You have to get the, the basis and the understanding of who these characters are. Because if you don't understand like the archetypes that are clearly laid out in the first season or two, the I think the character arcs are not nearly as effective as they as they would be if you were to start like season three. But then you also don't see like, like season one is a very like interesting relationship between Carrie and Big. Like, if you don't have that established, season six makes zero sense. Like, the, some of the, the references that they make to, um, to season one will absolutely not make any sense. So, um, What is your random fact about Sex and the City? I have two that I love. First one has to do with SJP. And so they, they filmed the pilot, and then they just kind of waited to see if it was going to get picked up. And so they, they, they aired it on HBO, and in, in between that, she had done, like, another movie and was in a play, or she, she had done a bunch of other work. And someone came up to her on the street and was like, oh, my God, I just saw you in, uh, I just saw your new show. And she's like, what are you talking about? And they're like, Sex in the City. And she was like, oh, yeah, I forgot I did that. Like, and, and so she, like, literally forgot that she filmed Sex in the City. And then, it, and then it becomes her most iconic, that's iconic role. I love that. <laughs> I think awesome. I think that's hysterical. Yeah, but it also just it. shows how like much of a badass SJP is. Where like, oh yeah, my most iconic role. Like I totally forgot I did that. <laughs> she's like, in her mind, she's just like, it was just another <laughs> job. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but the other thing that I think is really interesting. I don't know if this like if this rule stuck out through the entire show. But in the writers' room, they there was a rule where any like sex or dating storyline had to either happen to one of the writers or to happen to someone that they knew. So when we talk about it being like incredibly relatable, like a lot of these things in some iteration and in some fashion actually took place in real life. Um, where is the best place to find sex in the city? We talked about it. Is it, it's on HBO. It's an HBO thing. You can watch it on the streaming. Is that the only place? I think it's on prime. I'm sure it's, I bet it's on prime. Oh, really? Maybe. I don't know. We're in a streaming world, people. Find I don't know. It. It's streaming somewhere. Yes. Um, next one. If I like blank, then I will like Sex in the City. Well, Sex in the City is of a one-of-a-kind show. But I would say if you like... So, like, to me, like, the obvious thing would be, like, 
Emily in Paris. Like, visually, if you like Emily in Paris, you're going to love Sex in the City because it's, it's Pat it's a Pat Field. Pat Field did the costumes for um, Emily in Paris and Sex in the City. Um, and then um, Michael Patrick King or, or Darren Starr, I can't remember who. One of, it's the same director or executive producer um, as, as Sex in the City. I, th- I want to say it's Darren Starr, but don't quote me on that. I could be wrong. Well, in our follow-up episodes, we'll, fig- we'll, we'll, we'll get all this stuff we'll right get all, you. It's yeah, okay. We'll, we'll, this, we'll, we'll have the correction issue. Yes, yeah, Rachel and <laughs> be like, like and, and here are all the apologies for the, the, the problematic <laughs> things that David said on the show that we, he didn't mean, because he's actually a very good person, but he just sometimes <laughs> says things that he probably shouldn't have. Uh, yeah, I, I would say that, but if, if you're like a person that enjoys, like, Anything about like female friendships or just friendships in general, like that's definitely Sex in the City is, is a great show for you. So like, and you could even argue like if you like the Golden Girls, like you would yeah. like Sex in the City because the Golden Girls, like, there's a lot of there like in terms of like the characters themselves. There's there's like a decent oh, amount yeah. of similarities to, to the Golden Girls and Sex in the City. But what's funny about Golden Girls versus Sex in the City? So Golden Girls are the same age as the women are in no. and Just Like That. Isn't that crazy? And so, like, I mean, you, they're literally portrayed as, like, in a fucking nursing home. Yeah. In, in, in just, or in, in Golden Girls. And then in Just Like That, like, I mean, Carrie's, like, still walking around in heels and, like, looking fabulous. And it's it's a very different, that we represent, it's much more realistic in way of, of representing women. Yeah. Now, well, and age. Representing and age. aging, too. Yeah, like, it's number, yeah, yeah. And we're, like, aging used to, like, used to be this, like, awful thing. And it's like, no, now we can see, like, you can be... 80. Any age yeah. and be fabulous and do anything, and do still. whatever yeah. the fuck you want. What, what you want to do is what you can do. Yeah, one hundred percent, awesome. All right, last part of talk nerdy to me. If you know, you know. So now I want you to take a moment to speak to all the Sex in the City fans out there, and say something that only they would know. I feel like if you say I'm sorry, I can't. Don't hate me. Like anyone that, <laughs> like in, in any in any context. Like if so, if someone asks you, like, hey, can you like. You know, can you take my dog out tonight? I, I like I need to stay downtown and work late. Like, and if they say I'm sorry, I can't. Don't hate me. Like, you would know exactly what they're referring to. Like, I, I, I yeah, definitely, definitely that. I'm trying to think of like other things, but like, I mean, you don't. You kind of have to live under a rock. You know, when we talk about like the like, you know, I couldn't help but wonder. Blah, and then like insert you know whatever question yeah. here. Well, like, anyone know what Manolo Blahnik was before Sex and the City? Yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, and like Manolo Blahnik is literally mentioned in the first episode. I wonder how much Monolo Blahnik paid to be a part of Six or in the if City. if they paid anything. Or if they paid anything. Yeah, because if it was just a new show, they were probably just like, yeah, sure, say our name. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, fuck it, this isn't going to go anywhere. Yeah, okay. like, they might have not said anything. <laughs> Would you ever buy a pair of Manolos? If they made men's shoes, probably. I tried on heels once, and I nearly broke my neck. Thank you so much for this chat, David. This was this so much lovely. fun. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. It's been so good to hear about your session. Um, is there anything that you would like to plug yourself? Where can people follow you? Anything for your charity or your marathons? Anything coming Yeah, I mean, if, if you want to follow someone that just posts like you know photos after a run and he is constantly and, and then like my Strava maps and then ask you to donate to the AIDS Foundation of Chicago you can find me on Instagram at I think my handle's just David Bozy, no space. I love it. I Good. think. Yeah, I love it. I, love it. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. I just log in and like it's then post and I'm like there. click on the link in the bio to donate. <laughs> Uh, Matt, thank you for joining. Of course, again. Happy. I appreciate happy you. Happy to be here in the home that I live in. <laughs> it's 
such a jackass. All right. Well, and thank you all your list, all you listeners for listening to us. Remember, if you have anything you would like to add um, about Sex in the City that you have also obsessions about or anything, please email us or DM us. Email us at yournerdyo at gmail.com. And you can DM us on our social media platforms on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at yournerdy. Oh, thank you all so very much for coming. And if you're hot and male identifying, they're welcome. No, they aren't. We are not opening up that bag, Matthew. But on that note, thank you, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.